Good morning. David Duran along with Marcus. This is the morning KLH. He is our green and gold insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Jason Wilde. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've never played football, but I watched a lot of football throughout my life, and I think what Joe Barry's got going on, the you know, the thing where he has Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker and Preston Smith covering wide receivers. I, as, as I said, I have a very limited football knowledge. <laughs> I don't think that's a real good idea, uh, especially based yeah. on, you know, Chris Godwin with how many catches, like 10, 12 running all over yeah, the field. He was, he was very productive and Baker Mayfield. So for folks that don't know, there's a, a mathematical equation for quarterback rating. And the way it's designed, it factors in touchdowns and interceptions and uh, completion percentage and yardage. But when you do the math, I've got an Excel program to figure it out on my own. And uh, when you do the math, a perfect game, perfect game is 158.3. Aaron Rodgers, in his brilliant Pro Football Hall of Fame, four-time NFL MVP career, had one game where he had a perfect passer rating. Now, maybe that's because he didn't get to face Joe Barry's defenses often enough. <laughs> but he, uh, he, that was what Baker Mayfield had, perfect game. So, uh, yeah, when that happens, first player to ever do it at Lambeau Field for a visiting team. And Baker Mayfield has certainly ex- uh, got some experience at Lambeau, having played there the last three years for three different teams. Uh, that means you did not do your job. And those are the kinds of games that even though, you know, the conversations we've had on this very show in recent weeks have been that, hey, you know, the defense has played well enough to win more often than not this season, a game like that is the kind of game that ends up getting you fired. Well, we heard Jordan Love after the game, and we played clips from Matt LaFleur after the game, and they all just said, we have to play better, we have to do this better, we have to do this better. Oh, that's great, but how do they do that? What, is, what can they possibly do at this point in the season to be better? Well, I mean, look, they they have played better, right? Like, this is what happens with young teams, and frankly now on defense they are a younger team than they were when they started the season. They got young guys playing. I think this is just the life of a young team, and we are so unfamiliar with it because even though Ted Thompson's teams always had a lot of young guys on them, his philosophy was those are the guys that are developing behind your veterans. And this is a team that is just still inconsistent in every way. Like, here's a good example. I thought offensively they played better, right? Mm-hmm. They, they obviously had a clunker of a game against the Giants. I thought Jordan Love, he had some inaccuracy early in the game, but I thought Jordan Love looked like the Jordan Love that we had gotten to know in recent weeks, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a play, a critical third down play, where both Jaden Reed and Dontavion Wicks end up in the same spot. There are no plays that are designed for two guys to be standing two yards apart when they finish their routes. And you can see Dontavian Wicks give Jaden Reed the hand gesture of, what the heck are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things, especially in crucial moments, that hurt young teams. And that's one of the things that happened offensively. Defensively, look, they played a ton of zone defense. I think Baker Mayfield completed 22 of 28 passes for four touchdowns. 20 of 23 for three of his touchdowns were against zone coverage. That obviously did not work. I don't think anybody can 
say that it did. And that's what leads to linebackers covering wide receivers. So they, they can do better. We have seen them do better. But these are the ups and downs of a young team that is still trying to figure out how to find consistency, and they clearly have not found it yet. Aaron Jones looked excited, pumped to be back on the field, great first drive mm-hmm. running. But where did he go? Mm-hmm. Where did the running game go the whole, whole rest of the way? Yeah, that was uh, – and I asked that question of LeFleur. I'm like, you know, he, he had eight carries for 44 yards on the opening drive, and then he finished – this is crazy – he finished with 13 carries for 53 yards. So after the first possession, he carried the ball five times for nine yards. And Matt LaFleur's explanation was that uh, it was a little bit of them wanting to make sure they didn't overuse him and a little bit of him as the play caller getting away from the run. Well, no no kidding. Um, so that, look, they, they and it wasn't like they were down by that much, right? I mean, you look at where they were, they were always within a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, until that big 52-yard play where, uh, the, you know, Devondre Campbell is trying to cover a wide receiver. He misses the ball. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon misses the tackle. Carrington Valentine misses the tackle. And the next guy to touch David Moore is uh, Rudy Ford as he's crossing the goal line and just hope that maybe he knocked the ball out before he crossed the goal line. So, like, it was just ugly all around. But, yes, that's a great example of uh, a guy who, you know, was excited to be back in the lineup. Probably Matt LaFleur said shouldn't have been playing, so I'm sure that factored into their usage. But when you're that productive to start the game, Marcus, you set a standard and an expectation that you're going to be a key part of the offense, and you're right, he just disappeared. So the defense has eight former first-round draft picks on the field. Well, maybe not on the field because Jair Alexander's been injured and they've gone through some injuries. But every team has gone through injuries. Do you think it's gotten so bad that even with just three games to go, LaFleur will dismiss Joe Barry, or will he ride it out through the rest of the season with him? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, Dave. And and frankly, we, you know, as reporters, you try to get to the truth, right? You try to get the information for fans that they want. And I thought the most telling thing that happened was, you know, there were a few questions about Joe Barry's status. And Matt, and Matt LaFleur's response to Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated was, now is not the time. And he said, you know, he's, gonna, he's looking for solutions, and he was going to go up to his office right away and watch the film and all this other stuff. And toward the end, I, you know, I didn't feel like he had given us much information. And so I just said, Matt, look, I understand you don't want to answer these questions about Joe's status, but are you going up to evaluate the film to figure out how to fix what's wrong, or are you going up there to evaluate whether or not you're going to make changes on your staff? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very clear-cut opportunity for him to clarify and say, "No, we're looking for we're looking for how we need to fix things." Mm-hmm. And no, we're not we're not changing making staff changes. And he did not do that. I thought that was the most telling moment was when instead he said, "You know, I'm looking for solutions," and he he blew past the opportunity to say. Look, this is not about changing personnel on the staff. This is about fixing what we're doing wrong. And to me, that at least left open the door that he was going to go watch the film. It was going to confirm how ticked off he was. And then this morning, we were going to find out that Joe Barry had been relieved of his duties and someone else was taking over 
on an interim basis. That could happen. Remember, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are right now the number one seed in the NFC, demoted their defensive coordinator this week and replaced him with Matt Patricia, the former Lions head coach who had been on their staff. So even if things are going well, teams make changes. So we definitely can't rule out the possibility when things aren't going well that the Packers could make a change. So Dontavian, is that what I say? Dontavian Wicks, Mm -hmm. Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft. If there were bright spots, those were three of them for the Packers. Those young guys are playing so well that I don't really know who the Packers' number one wide receiver is at this point. Do they have one? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Wicks is kind of trending that direction, but no, there there is no clear-cut guy. Um, I, look, I, I've i said this to a few people. I, I, I just I look at this, and I look at this young talent, and I just find myself wondering, you know, if Aaron Rodgers had just embraced the idea of restocking the cupboard mm-hmm. with young, talented players who were going to make mistakes, like I just was talking about with Wicks and Reed, but have so much, it's a young man's game, and who have so much talent, I would have loved to have seen how that could have played out. He chose, obviously, to go a different direction with how he treats young players, and Jordan Love's been really good for these guys. But there's, look, you can criticize Goody for a lot, and I do. But there is a lot of talent at the pass-catching positions. There is no denying that. Now, how they develop and just how good they end up being, you know, I, I don't know, and neither do they. But, like, I'm telling you, Dontavion Wicks, I said this to him uh, shortly after I met him, after watching him. Uh, he's got some Devontae Adams to him. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to have a Hall of Fame career. I get it. But, and no one says, oh, I'm comparing him to Ruvel Martin. Right, uh, but the, the way he is able to manipulate his feet at the line of scrimmage, the way he's able, he's got such a great feel for the game. I mean, I just think he's got the potential to be really, really, really good. And I think another guy that I've covered for a long time that I would compare Jaden Reed to, he's got a lot of Randall Cobb to him. Mature, smart, uh, versatile, but. Again, this is these are young guys. There's a long way to go before we can say for certain what they're going to be or not going to be. But there are those are definitely the bright spots, Dave. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, did you see the video of him on the sidelines? How disgusted. Was he frustrated? Very <laughs> frustrated. He's chewing gum and just shaking his head and make, like he could not hide his resting bitch face. Well, he got into an argument too with uh, Garrett Wilson, I guess, too. They went at each other. Oh boy! Yeah. It's kind of worth well, your I time mean, to I check will, it out. I will say this, and and I, I I said this to him directly a couple of months ago. Like I, I understand he wants to be the, and I saw that the, the he's been cleared for this week to start doing football drills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think the the Jets did him a favor yesterday by being so terrible. Right. Like if they stay in the playoff chase. I just think it's a terrible idea for him to play. Uh, he's 40 years old now. Uh, I don't care if he, he's never he's going to be the first one to come back so quickly from a ruptured Achilles. I just think that's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. And I, I'm I don't care if he's being angry on the sideline. I don't care if he's uh, wants to be first. I, I just think that that team isn't good enough. And here's the thing that I'm curious about: like, what's going to happen out there? Like, is Robert Sala going to get fired? Is that GM going to get fired? And if so, are they going to want to inherit the Aaron Rodgers show? 
or are they going to say, you know what, we're going to start all over, and we don't need this 40-year-old guy who's so demanding and has to have everything done his way? And then where does Aaron Rodgers Is he going to be on the Vikings? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I am wondering if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's hard not to wonder, right? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Hey, Jason, I've been impressed with Jordan Love's progression as a quarterback throughout the year, but the one area that he hasn't progressed at all is press conferences because he gives the <laughs> standard answer. One game at a time. We got to do better. Have you and the other writers ever discussed trying to sit down with Jordan to kind of develop his press conference abilities? Uh, I have not, I, I have a really good relationship with him. I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I can say, Jordan, man, you got to be less boring. How can we help you? <laughs> um, but he, he is, he, he, yeah. he is, he's boring. And, and, uh, I think part of that is he just doesn't want to, uh, say anything inappropriately or lead to more questions or all that kind of stuff. Uh, that said, um, I would love for him to show more of his personality, and he's been—he has been guarded, and he has been bland, and I hope that that changes because I do think he's the quarterback for the next five years. I don't know how well he's going to perform. I think there's going to be ups and downs. I still don't believe he's as good as the last two guys, and I don't think he will be. But I think he's shown us enough that you feel like, okay, this is a guy that they could potentially win games with, right? Mm -hmm. And and win a lot of games with, perhaps. But, yeah, it's Marcus. Couch teases me for this all the time because I always say, I really, really like him. And then I usually say something like, but, man, I wish his press conferences were a little more interesting or something like that. Right. You know what? As long as he performs on the field, yeah. And rem- no, as- I'm not. No, no, Dave. No, no I know you need the story. You need the story, right? I get it. I get it. But remember, be careful what you wish for. Right. There was a time when Aaron Rodgers didn't seem to have much personality either. Yeah. And that. And then he got too much. Yeah. The worm turned on that one. So. That that is very good. That is a very good mm-hmm. point and very good advice. I will not dispute that one bit. All right. Well, thank you for the insight, and we'll talk to you later in the week, Jace. Thanks. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, and brought to you this morning by our fine sponsors, Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them at 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. And also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Buying vintage rides and muscle cars. Visit DJ'sTransmissions.com.